What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. So what's new? What's going on, brother? Nothing. Nothing at all. I'm very boring. I have a, a job. I talk to people. Actually, I met a girl. That's cool. There you go. But again, I, I'm, it's weird to catch up, me and you, in front of everyone well, who's listening. We can talk about whatever. We don't have to talk about... I'm shy. I'm <laughs> shy, guys. I don't I don't want to... I'm a very private person. Hmm. That's why I just talk a lot. <laughs> it's the only way people get to know me or else I would just be... Yeah, I guess, well, we can just get into the whole COVID thing that I had. It was like, because I had the weirdest symptoms. Stop saying the word, bro. What the fuck's wrong? Uh, we're already <laughs> flagged, man. It doesn't matter at this point. But yeah. I, I had the weirdest symptoms. I don't know if I told you. I had like hives all over my body. I saw it. Yeah, you sent me pictures. Yeah. Was, I, you I see what I mean? We have to catch up. You don't even remember <laughs> sending me the pictures. Well, what a fucking crazy conversation <laughs> we're having. You yeah. see what I mean? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making my point. I'm just making my point. It's frustrating. Uh, yeah. So you almost died, yeah. Continue. No, no, I don't know what it was. I just like it was a like a Tuesday morning. It was a day after going to a water park, and I just had like red swelling welts on my forehead. Definitely the water park. So that's what I thought. Cesspool of nonsense. Definitely, you know. Here's the nasty part. So we got home that night, and I did not shower. I was just too tired. I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. I'll shower in the morning. That was my logic. (laughs) So I think that's what happened. It definitely got irritated. Skin. At the same time, I got COVID, so I think my immune system was just fighting one thing, and just like your normal immune responses to like pathogens on the skin, you'd probably kill it. But I guess I was wait. Did you rapid test or or the other? The no, first I went. One? So what happened was I went to the hospital because it was getting worse. I, I took a Benadryl, and then it ended up going all over my arms, and I had a fever. And I'm like, okay. And then my throat started closing. I'm like, yeah, this is an allergic reaction. So <laughs> you're like, uh oh. So I go to the hospital and they, they um I need my throat. They ended up uh bringing me in and they were concerned it could be meningitis. So they fucking stuck a needle in my spine and pulled oh. out yeah, they did a spinal tap. They pulled out some spinal fluid, all that shit. And then uh, It's a good movie, Spinal Tap. They did they ran so many tests on me, they, they, everything was negative and then COVID was the only positive thing. Well blow me down. And then Spinal tap. That must have sucked. Yeah, it was not. It was definitely not. So I had a bad fever when I was there. I was like 39 and a half or whatever. And I don't know what that means. 39.5 degrees for my temperature. I think the the nor- <laughs> the normal range is like 37. 37.8 is normal. Anything above that's fever. So anyway, my really? fe- so I had like a medium to high fever, but when he put the needle on my back it broke my fever i just started sweating like crazy and then after that my fever was gone so it's like popped you like a balloon literally like a cure yeah but uh acupuncture by accident yeah (laughs) just let out some gas (laughs) oh yeah that was the weirdest part and then after that it was just like a normal cold really odd symptoms though because i had like fever every night but i was full appetite no cough no congestion just a random fever Interesting, yeah. yeah. Like, I was eating, like, three meals a day, but, oh, yeah. I so think you're just a savage. Then maybe that's it. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't feel well. 
keeps living normally. Ah. <laughs> well, that's that's why it was so misleading because everything was normal. I was just eating like a normal person. I was, uh, I was a bit tired, but then at nighttime I just got a crazy fever every night for like four days. Oh, interesting. No cough. It, the fever would break, like would go and come back at night. Yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't. Ha- during the day, I was pretty much good. I just was tired. Like but you I, still had a fever. No, the during the day, no fever. Oh wow! I All I had during the day was like a fatigue. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like we're just, I just, I'm so confused. I mean, no, I mean, like I'm glad you're okay though. In all seriousness, but yeah. I just, what I meant is like this is so confusing. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> like I have no. You gotta lay off the weed, brother. No, no, but it's not. That's not what I mean. I just mean like, I thought I knew a lot about how the body worked, and mm. after after COVID, and like how, I don't know, like just new conversations about new things that I just wasn't never looked into much mm. have have come out. I just I'm like, oh my god. I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. I have just been crushed. Mm. Humbled is not the word. I'm just like, never mind. Never mind. Humbled <laughs> in the sense of what? Like related to COVID or to health or? Just information. Because mm. people are so specialized and there's these, like, we're just, I mean, I, I don't want to use this word badly, but we, like, people are tools. You know, like, they're, they're, they're blind to other stuff and they're specialized in things and they just they, you like you learn languages practically you build foundations of, of how to understand certain concepts or just uh be fluent or, or quick with certain things that we do understand like like uh arithmetic but like you're just you're just like proficient in, in ways that are it's like i don't know man it's like a baby learning the abcs is what i'm doing and then they're they're like reading and writing novels you know, like they're just at that at different level, mm-hmm. and it's like I I can't just gonna just would take so much time of of focusing on one thing in order to really understand at that level, which is kind of fucked up because it's kind of like involuntary gatekeeping because it's just so much knowledge. Yeah, well, it's that's, kind of an accident. Well, that's where there's uh, experts in fields which you just find the trusted experts for whatever topic you're looking for, and you kind of just yeah, that shit doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> I mean, of course it does. It's like if you want to learn, like, for example, I'm getting more into chess theory lately. So there's a few experts on on YouTube who I can just follow along and I'm learning some high level chess through these guys. And it's really nothing more than me trusting that this person's an expert and with the review base of him having a lot of subscribers and comments and stuff like that. That's like a pretty good peer review in terms of the Internet that this guy knows what he's talking about. It's like the market is rewarding him with subscribers and and engagement so clearly his content is decent i think we all have a a kind of wit now or a savvy as well just from being exposed to the internet for a couple of decades i think we we can not only smell bullshit but like if you can't you just that happens you understand that there's this kind of natural the good stuff floats to the top someone could abuse that Hmm. in a way but that that just comes and goes like pop music, sort of. Yeah, you have like to, you'll get exposed over time. Yeah, it'll, it, it'll, yeah, it just won't work for as long. But yeah. and other things will just kind of remain. Well, it's interesting because that trust is way more easy when it's like not a subjective thing. Where it's like more. It's an educated guess. Like yeah. you know, the chess one is a great example. I mean, I, I feel like I'm redundant here to say this, but it's it's a good point, I guess. Like you're. How do you say? Like chess is a is a game with rules and people win and lose. Like yeah, you, like you there's a structure involved. Exactly. So yeah. if a guy if the guy's talking shit, someone would have called him out on it. Yeah. If the guy is really good, someone might say it in the comments. Yeah. And then blah blah blah. You don't continue that logic. Yeah, I mean that's if you're learning from him, hundred percent better. Than 100%. Your proofs in the pudding. 
hundred percent. And it's like one hundred of them. Yeah. So that's it. So there's like so many things that you can learn just based on trust. Because in the end, it's like you don't know these people, and you just encounter them on a search, and then you fall into their content. And if it's good stuff, you really you're gonna learn a lot. Do you feel like you utilize trust to really uh, get the most out of it? Because I'm, I'm I have friends who this one guy was talk, telling me about um you know like we were talking about education just in general. It's a weird I don't, I don't I, like slice of the conversation but he was talking about auditing like you can go online and you can just you, like watch harvard and like crazy classes you can mm. just learn like in depth and and in at high levels like for for uh business economics uh psychology uh yeah, i don't know maybe not so there's some things maybe that are harder to find i don't i don't I haven't looked into this yet i don't know that world but it, it would just be cool to like a podcast or like you know versus like it's like a I don't know, it's just education, you know? Mm. Like, if I can have that feeling of, like, being in a room of, of a bunch of small, uh, smart people and, like, listening to them talk. It's really, yeah. This uh, is literally, a like, a dictation, like a, what's it called? Seminar? Yeah. I what's mean, it called when it's a class? Well, when it's the guy's talking? Yeah. It's All the dog's farting. The there's, there's dog farts. What What's it called when it, when it, a dictation? I don't know. Like a, like a course. I don't remember the... <laughs> Lecture. We got to go back to school. <laughs> Lecture. No, I just yeah. really I I smoked myself stupid this, today. God damn. Yeah, but I finished work. But uh, oh. but, but that's I think it's human human nature's default to go to trust. We trust pretty much first, and then we get burned second. And I think it's a it's an actual mechanism because that's the way we could have evolved. That if we didn't trust anybody, we would never form a society. But now I feel like that's not needed in this context. We're just learning things online yeah, and then but we if don't need trust. If you're tapping into a course, there's a level of trust. Or like if you click a video that your friend sent you and said, yo, check this out. There's already this trust that you've... I don't think everyone works that way, though. I think there's different levels of people. Like I, I find, I see how I live like in relation to other people's opinion of me, sort of. And like in relation to their uh, suggestions mm -hmm. for their own lives and for mine. It, it feels I f it, what I mean to say is that like the, like other people can kind of crack my imagination open about what's possible in my life. Mm -hmm. Like they give me permission to kind of do things. And that's just me and my way of perceiving life and, and kind of getting boxed in in my own in my own head and my own shit. And a lot of people are worse and a lot of people are better in that regard. Mm -hmm. And it just really is vis-a-vis -vis people like other people will spark things in you. And it's like, is this a complex? Is this bad? Or is this just like you using a kind of. Like it does, it doesn't feel like. I don't know the word trust. I like I like the example you used about like a friend just being like, "Hey, watch this," and it's like. It, the friend. Might be someone you trust, and then you just give it extra. Like you look at the thumbnail and you go, "I wouldn't usually watch this, but because you sent yeah. it to me, I will." Like that kind of idea. But that can, like what I'm saying though is the content you're watching, what whatever it is. Let's say you're learning, want to learn a new song on the guitar. You're gonna click some video that you just chose essentially and then within a few seconds you're going to form a level of trust with the guy who's who is giving the content otherwise you won't even listen to it or give it that time of day you're right there's this kind of like uh, deciding in the first like four seconds yeah almost. like oh this guy's full of shit or oh this is good content and it's different for everybody yeah like you said you'll look at like metrics and stuff and like i might look at how it's filmed or how it sounds and someone else might look at I don't know, like how long it is. Yeah. And they might skip through it. And so like the intro doesn't matter as much to them. They just want to see like 
Does he blab a lot at the beginning? Does he get through? Like everyone has that different five seconds, but it's that, that five seconds is yeah. important because you have so many options. It's first impression, right? That's yeah, that you just go, bye, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> or we've all turned into women in the dating scene, you know, yeah, like, that, like that trope about they have more options. But it's all... We just all have that now. I guess it's all different forms of trust because like... Well, what, Self-trust, I think. I, I don't, don't want to get too deep. Well, Please no, but it's talking. like in osteo, this was a really cool... Um, test or i don't know what to call it it was like a little experiment we did with the class trustful well it was like um i was joking am i right no but it was basically (laughs) first impressions and like how to present yourself to a client so what we did some weird like um interesting we did a drill like where the person would sit on the chair like 15 feet away Mm -hmm. like one person at a time and you judge them (laughs) so basically what you do is we have a line 15 feet away in the chair and the person sitting there and you would walk towards the chair with your eyes closed and then say stop when you feel like your your bubble has been penetrated. So the person on the chair is just sitting there and then you're walking towards them and then with your eyes closed and then you'll you'll stop when you feel like you've entered that person's bubble or they entered your bubble. And every person, it was so interesting, they didn't see who was in front of them because their eyes was closed, like where the person was in the relative space. But there was like different, la- different uh, states where people would stop and there was like starting to be like a theme with different people that were sitting on the chair. Like this one guy was a little bit weird in the class. Like it just like <laughs> that kind of energy where he was just, he didn't really know personal space well. Like okay. He's like one of those kind of people that would talk to you and get like their nose to nose kind of conversation. You know, you ever have people like just go face to face with you? I don't know. I don't think so. You never had I'd that I'd be experience? like, dude, get out of my zone. Yeah. Like, well, I'm sure people can relate to that. There's, there's some people that just don't understand personal space. I, uh, I, I mean, one guy, one time I was talking to him and I was in the car. Yeah. And uh, I, it's the first time I had met him, but he was, he, I don't remember, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't in context at all, but we were talking and he finishes a sentence and he just kind of rubs my cheek. That's a weird And I just went, I just like, I didn't react. I'm just like, the fuck did you just do that for? <laughs> and he's like, he was just like, I think he was Greek or something. Like he just wasn't from here. And he was like, maybe, maybe it's the country. Maybe it's the, you know, like a different macho yeah, yeah. in a different, you know that's what a, I mean? That's an excuse for him to touch your cheek. But he's, dude, he's it seems so role. normal. To, and I was just like, what the hell was that? And he was like, what? And I was like, you just fucking touched my cheek. He goes, yeah. Like, he was so cool about it. I just went like, okay, look, man. Like, I don't like that. But uh, anyway, continue your story. So anyway, so that guy that was, uh, who lacked personal space, uh, knowledge, whatever, he was, so he was sitting in the big, chair. He had a big bubble. Yeah. And a lot of people stopped early thinking they were closer bubble. to him. So it was really interesting. And it was basically the whole idea is how do you carry yourself and how do you give that first impression because if you have a new client and then that bubble is blocked you're not going to even be able to treat them because they won't sure. even let you in i've had that sometimes just with massage yeah just people were forcing themselves like oh, t- what was wrong oh there's some kind of insect oh it's a spider hi are you are you murdering it yeah. no Where is it? it's uh it's next to the plant there yeah. are you do you have to kill him Sorry, spider. Oh God. Oh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for. <laughs> what what was that? You just put his corpse all over my fucking body. I'm flicking legs off of me. Jesus, look at all that blood now. Are you happy? Isn't it? You see that? I'm not afraid, and I didn't want to kill it. He is afraid, and he killed it. Dude. Humans. Humans kill things they're afraid of. Listen, uh, for me, me and, dun, spider, dun, dun. me and spiders have a very uh, 
speaking about bubbles, that's fucking hilarious because I'm okay with a spider far away from me. If it, but if it was that close, shit's going far down. Far away from me. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm okay with a nuclear explosion if it's far no, enough. but like <laughs> if the spider was on the wall down there, I'd be okay with it. Okay, so you don't have a phobia. I could get weird no, no, too. I, like I I'm not phobia, immune. But I've worked through it quite a bit. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that shows, man. Yeah. The fact that that was your reaction and you have an irrational fear of spiders, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I definitely put it in the work. But it used to be like, I used to scream like a fucking... <laughs> Jump on the fucking... My mom get, goes nuts with rat with like mice. Hmm. Her brain turns off and she will climb people. Like it's fucking fast. It's, fast, it's fascinating. It's just to see someone completely lose it. Yeah. I mean, and then they look at you like, like <laughs> that's just me, bro. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I can't control that. It's like a help, like literally a help moment. Bubbles is what we were talking about before you murdered a spider live on the air. Yeah, but it's like it's interesting because one of my clients was he's in marketing, like he has this company that does marketing ad campaigns, and he was telling me that human nature is to trust. It's like you want to trust, you want to believe, and then. It's like, I think, I don't know the numbers, but we are, we would trust 95% of the time, even if we get burned, we still trust for the most part, and then we get burned again. Obviously, that percentage starts to go down, but it's our natures to trust whatever we're, um, whatever, whatever's coming towards us, because that's our nature is to go in that default mode. And I think there's an evolutionary um, reason behind that, but that's where you can get hijacked by people that use that f- to their advantage and i guess that's where a lot of shit goes down where i don't know like where you can get pushed some shitty product or something because that trust is so uh prevalent in everyone you know but i think it's a good mechanism i just think you need to have a more critical form of trust so it's not just blind trust i don't even see it as trust though I am louder than you. Why am I louder than you? Uh, no idea. Hello, hello? Fix it. Anyway, we're just going to keep it like that. We'll fix it for the next episode. I'll just talk further away. No, no, that's fine. Don't tell me what to do. You're fine. Okay. Um, what do you see it as, then? Passive aggression. What do I see it as? What, the trust thing? Mm-hmm. I see it as... Because you said you don't think of it as trust. Yeah, that seems emotional. And it's like you're just... But humans are pretty much emotional beings. Let me put it this way. Because I agree with what you just said. I think I realize what I mean now because of what you said about like that gullibility, sort of. And it's like um, people, people trust, get burned, and then like... It it's almost I don't I almost feel like it would be this is a total theory but it's like there, there's this feeling of bitterness you know in cynicism that's proportionate to how much like how much you fell for it how much hope and trust you had at the beginning and it's almost like like the loving and trusting familial like beginnings could be almost a detriment to someone because society is just so sideways that you're going to get fucked by like someone who's not even that mean or trying to fuck you. They're just like trying to sell you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's interesting that like to do your son a favor or your daughter a favor would be to like trip them up sometimes and be like, rely on yourself, rely on your senses, like stay awake. Hmm. 
Stay woke like that song. So deception well, is, well, is well, deception well, could be a good well, thing. Well. No, but it's like, yeah, you know, it's like instead of learning the hard way, just learn about lying. Learn about the fact that people are not so sensitive to the truth and that words are very powerful to how we communicate. So if you can just lie, you know, and it's like but everyone's going to do it. Everyone does it all the time, consciously or unconsciously. I think that's why we have games. I think games are a way we can learn these muscles. Yeah, you're right. We're describing yeah. socializing. Yeah. You're right. And like, like for example, like I'll bring chess up again because it's fresh in my mind. It's like once you start getting good enough, it's like you start setting Nerd. up. <laughs> but you start setting up uh, tricks where you want your opponent to think you're doing that. And it's essentially a lot. Like jujitsu. Yeah. Well, that's the parallels between chess and jujitsu are incredible. It's like I feel like my chess game is going to improve my jujitsu game. But you're pretty much lying to your opponent, or you're te- you're selling them a story, and you're hoping they buy into it, and then you're s- you're it's a trap. Yeah, exactly. And I think Trapped. now that we're talking about this, I really feel like games are, in a sense, are part of our evolution because they train the mind into these concepts without actually burning people in real life. I guess, so. man, you're so right. I'm just thinking of like a couple. I saw Ramsey uh, recently, mm. and uh, he <laughs> we're playing this game. He's holding the lighter. Yeah. in his hand and I'm just trying to like like Mr. Miyagi it out of his hand like really fast like the stone there in those movies and um, uh, like eventually because it's eventually he turns his head and you can see my shadow hmm. and long story short right I don't know like I, I just I like I remember I'm trying over and over I'm getting it like once out of one out of like 10 or two out of 10 you know and eventually I start faking him out because hmm. I know he's looking at my shadow and I just kind of and he goes like fuck and he drops it you know <laughs> yeah. and i just it like uh, his girlfriend was there and like i like she saw what i did and i was all proud you know and it's like that that's exactly what you're talking about yeah. is like i i like semi accidentally stumbled upon how this person was actually thinking and then i tricked them mm-hmm. i thought i i put myself in their shoes and and in a way in a way that for me has always been very real it it opens a door for me of how to think in general it made me go oh like this is empathy this is what's possible mm-hmm. It's not just like feel what they feel and be a better person. It's like learn mm. from others. Don't just learn. Like if you have to fall down the stairs in order to earn, learn that that's bad. No, you fall down a step and you go, that sucked. And then you see somebody else fall down the stairs. You go, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe you can make some inference. <laughs> For, sure. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, so I think that's, now that we're talking about it, I really do feel like that's the role of games is to kind of teach you life, you know. Is that what we're doing here too? Is that what we're always doing? Like, I don't want to get all crazy meta and and like deteriorate like the this topic. Like inst- like our existence. No, but like the podcast and like mm-hmm. friendships and like, 100%. are we always sharpening something endlessly? And then it so. gets dull and sharp, and it's like it's this multi-dimensional knife, right? It's not one thing. Hundred percent. Well, it's like a Swiss Swiss blade there with like all the tools. That's I like that yeah. because yeah. it's still three D, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it just does. It needs to do a lot for different people for yourself. For yourself, when you're with people, when you're not, mm. for other people in your life, in the different, you know, the different versions of of love. Well, that's honestly, as as I get older through this life experience thing, we call life whatever the fuck this existence is. I really just feel like it's about sharpening as many tools as you can and just constantly exploring new concepts and ideas and trying things. What yeah. do you call it? Tell us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven, hell, yeah. a crazy school. Yeah, if if this something else, if you do the premise that this is a school, which I fucking 
100% abide uh, believe it's a, the 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 dimension has that property yeah the the duality is just well, forces you to you can look at evolution as brush a great, back and forth you can look at evolution as a great model is like when you see a child like a baby a newborn they're eager for knowledge they're eager for absorbing information and trying to replicate it eager eager in a genuine way it's, yeah. it's a need uncorrupted way you know it's like it's just, yeah and i mean we have that too sometimes but it may be oh corrupted yeah maybe sometimes it's like it's pointed towards video games and candy <laughs> but it's it's i love the word you i didn't mean to interrupt you i just love that like there's this unadulterated really innocent version of like eager curiosity yeah and it seems like a need like a, they're hungry like they need to survive they need to learn everything and yeah if you look at our even as the as the body of a baby it's like it's so helpless that it's it, so it, squishy why are their heads so soft it, i'm so afraid it needs to learn as fast as possible the re- correct information to survive you know it needs to learn that oh that's hot that's gonna burn this is dangerous oh if i drop this it actually falls and if i f- bang my head you know like these are the f- like fundamental learning blocks for an infant to become an adult or a, to a young adult and then the, the the things that make you navigate reality obviously get way more complex but it's it's very interesting to see that it's really we are just sponges that want to collect information to navigate this reality so survival why does that end at a specific time like some people just stop learning at some point or they they continue learning but it's more um repetitive and more unconscious you know it's not like they're consciously seeking more information i mean i see what you said about how it applies to how we got here in a sense but i don't feel like in an individual sense everyone really has to hunker down and keep growing i feel like there was this really cool show i've I've brought it up a million times but it was called the good place and essentially i'm bringing it up because like everyone was in the afterlife they were in heaven and they just had everything they could do and that they wanted to do so you know they they lived that very differently between each other you know and one person just wanted to learn everything and you could see like that she had a list of like a billion things literally like millions of things and she was just like oh i learned how to be a woodworking master i learned how to (laughs) i learned how to swim with the sharks i learned how to you know and i just feel like not everyone has that but there there is a need for kind of like consistent motion Mm -hmm. or like some or change you know like we crave it almost yeah and i feel like that comes on for everybody but in very different ways and i'm feeling it right now so i'm really trying not to project it and to to make it feel like humans need to do this you know and i'm just i I just need to do it (laughs) but but you know it let me correct something it's not that you need to do a bunch of different things to gain knowledge it's you can you could be the master table maker for example if that's your thing and what I'm saying is not that you have to constantly seek more and more information. It's just whatever craft you're doing is never get into that state of, I would call it even like the plateau state where things are just stagnation and stagnant and not much addition over year over year. But having that childlike mind in whatever craft it is, like some people just like love learning thousands of new things. I'm kind of on that spectrum a little bit. I really like to explore new concepts. But if there's something beautiful about zoning in on one craft and just being a master at it but to become a master is you have to always have that childlike mentality where you're eager to learn and grow from that in that one specific thing you know i don't really relate honestly interesting it's 
weird. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I mean, I know what that used to feel like, but it never lasted long, even as a child. And it's so just, there's things that are... But I feel like you're the type that likes to learn a bunch of different things. I do, but I think... I, I Again, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's hard to assess oneself. But I I, uh, I feel like I I have... Of let's say a vision of the world or like an idea of reality and I just keep adding to that in, in kind of connections so what I know and what I don't or what I think I know some things are more solid than others hopefully none of it is too solid and I'm just gaining new information and shifting like that but I feel like I'm always just looking into concepts and just trying to understand if something has a value in, in what I desire or what I need in the moment or if it's just something interesting mm. but even th that interest fades quickly because I just I I hate to b sound so cynical, but it really is what I do. And I, I just, I put things, uh, things become kind of categorical. And I just go, oh, okay. And I don't want to dismiss, but that is what happens a lot. I think it's just an attitude. It's a bad attitude. Because I, I end up thinking, uh, it's, I mean, this is personal to myself, but it's, it's not, it's really not everybody. This is more of like a disordered uh, trait, you know? But I just, I don't know, I, I get nihilistic almost. And mm -hmm. I just go like, what's the point really? It's it's, um, it's like reductionism. Mm. But that's, again, that's just me personally. I feel like uh, we lost the thread though. Why did you bring up the childlike thing? Well, I was what just, were we talking about before? The whole thing was that I was saying was that in any craft you do, whatever it is you do, is it important to never, never become... Uh, like, what's another complacent? word? Complacent. is a good word, but like when you plateau into something, I think it's when there's no changes and there's no addition and it just becomes this repetitive motion and then over time you actually are deteriorating. But if you're constantly sharpening and growing it, whether it's a bunch of things or one thing, then that's like that childlike um, energy is going to always be there. What did we say that prompted that? Bring it back, Jamie. <laughs> I'm well, we were talking about just the, um, I don't know, seeking knowledge and stuff. And the, um, uh, let's call it socializing, kind of. Oh, the, yeah, because we were talking about. At the beginning, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I was talking about the, uh, if you look at evolution as a model, a child baby child kid is so eager to learn and so eager to try to understand this physical existence and by learning things it's it's going to navigate more clearly mm -hmm. you know i feel that's why yeah that's why i wanted to go back to is i feel like they're kind of separate i see what i see what you're saying but there's like we're talking about trust in this kind of evolutionary way that everyone's kind of born gullible and we, we become bittered we become embittered and it's like oh okay this person might hurt me like that other person did once and it's kind of a good thing because nature and like gravity it, the things trick you things things you fuck up mm -hmm. and like you said you get burned and you have to try so we're always in the state of socialization of like to, of like becoming most human mm. and it's kind of like i don't i guess i guess you lose me maybe because it's a cliche i'm saying what you're saying it's kind of funny mm. but i'm just not saying the childlike thing because that feels less accessible than it used to i feel like i'm trying to grab something that i don't understand anymore 
because I've always been that kid. I've just grown. I've changed. Mm-hmm. I'm really still, we're all really still that person in yeah. a lot of ways. 100%. And in many ways, we're not. That's well, all fascinating. Our, all of our patterns were connected and intertwined from that moment. So. And we shed patterns. We yeah. reconnect. Like two patterns become one. So those two vanish and then we have a new one. It's confusing. Like yeah. there's, life is weird like that. I don't want to get into the fucking weird metaphysics of like our habits and our routines. We remember when we used to talk about that? Like we had one podcast we were talking about like if you left a light trail, like what would what would you like your, what, what would be like your mandala like on Google Maps? Or like if it was a, tra- if like your, your movements were tracked. Yeah. Like in a shape. Like those people who do dicks or like dinosaurs yeah. or something on those bicycle apps. I, I think about that conversation at least once a month. I'm not even kidding. Because like I'll, it's come up but that's, for me that's too. A, that's a great way to tie it in because if you f- if you look at your life from an aerial view as if you can just see your avatar going through life in all different movements, I catch myself a lot of times doing the same thing every day. Like I'll take Lily down the same route, same route, and if you looked at my yes. shape, I'm doing a fucking square for a hu- 365 days a year in the same block. Now imagine the brain patterns that are not being triggered or changed and it's just getting stronger and stronger over the years. That's what I th- was talking about with stagnation and all this. It's like over time, that just becomes a repetitive cycle and there's no new neural connections. So changing that up with that childlike mentality of just like, oh, let's try this route today or let's do it in reverse or let's go left instead of right. And that's just like a different example. Like you can use that in a craft, but for this, it's a good one, Walking Lily. But it's, l- it's really truly seeking the new, yeah, not seeing things as new. You know, that's kind of like the deeper philosophical, spiritual, yeah. behold, I make all things new, like a no, Christian no. thing. It's about changing It's like the actually, yeah, yeah, change the, sh- shake the dust. Exactly. I got to find, I got to, it's so funny. I used, I never forget his name. It's like the fourth time on this podcast. I'm dust. like, what's his name? That's what's the name of this podcast, Shake the Dust. <laughs> but you know, like Charlotte, my ex, one thing I really. Hi, like, Charlotte. Hey, Char. One thing I really, well, there's a lot of things, but one thing I was really admiring about her was Every few months, she would redecorate, rearrange her, not redecorate, but rearrange her place. And she was doing that here for I've a while. I've been thinking about that too lately. Like, so my living room, the TV was on the left. She would move it to the right, move the couches on the left. It would re-angle this. Okay, we'll try this. Put the carpet here. And then all of a sudden... New ideas. New ideas started forming. And then a new, new way of seeing life. New way of seeing life. It was a new apartment. And new I way had of to, being. I new had way to of kind feeling. of readjust my entire existence in this apartment. It was like... Oh, okay. So I'm it's used to weird. going to sit on the couch maybe a hundred days out of the year. The couch is there. I know my seat. I'm going to sit there. And all of a sudden, my couch is on the fucking left. Mm. And now I have to rethink my entire entire room, entire space. It's it's underestimated, man. I'm, I, I, I literally thought of that also recently. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. My upstairs neighbor used to, well, she doesn't live there anymore. Like She used to rearrange the place about once a week. Mm. And I mean, it's the funny joke because she's upstairs and it's like noisy, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point, the point is, I, I mean, that girl was smart and really successful and like an academic. And I just liked that she, she had trouble like anybody else, you know, there was nothing special about her. She just put in the work. Yeah. And that was one of the things I saw value in that as a practice for her. Like she forced it upon herself sort of, because no one likes that. She has to move her no, body around. And, yeah, she lives alone too. She's moving the couch, the bed. She has, she, it's an opportunity to clean everything as well. But some people find it meditative. I'm sure you can learn to love it, you know, wear the suit, as uh, yeah. Guy Ritchie said. But, but he, Sorry. What, uh, what was I going to say? No, I, 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 don't un, I don't fully understand why it works, and I hate that, because I usually loved explaining things, explaining mechanisms, at least having a theory. But truly, I don't, I don't care anymore, like, why it works. 
if if you're just if your room or your apartment or your whatever your way to work or all the if you change these things every now and then then not only do you get new ideas in terms of oh shit if the bed's over here the light hits like this and like you actually might find things you like you learn about yourself all that stuff's there but for some fucking reason you just start thinking differently you just get this different space i don't know if it's like the walk to the bathroom from the couch is different it's a different amount of steps now you take different angles tr- turning around the corner and like it's little stuff like that yeah. suddenly your entire body has to use different nerves and and like different channels and like yeah their circadian rhythm is like a little bit different and i i don't again i could try to explain it but fuck man but like the value of cacophony is something we've talked about a lot it's easy to explain if you really think about it because the mind Hit me. goes into this sorry for all the yeah, the mind goes into a state of autopilot over time it's like driving home the pasties you know like most people they take the same route home it's like second nature they can uh, like uh, i'm sure well on the phone yeah you're not ideally not but yeah, yeah. you're, uh, you're people, daydreaming people will take their phone and they'll text on the way you can home, have a conversation you can literally yeah. have a conversation because you know the route so can't well. do that shit in other countries though well in general or just because of, like no, i mean the way wise? they drive yeah okay but what i mean though is just you know the route so your brain can kind of tune out into like a meditative state and said what's that You've state of mind times. veda state what, what's that state where you're like in a hypnosis almost where it's like i had it wrong actually i, I don't want to speak on it okay. because i know i remember so like we'll alpha and like beta a hypnotic state in a sense where you're just like, yeah you're just like going through the motions because you know the motions for a hundred maybe a thousand plus times so when you change this positioning of your couch or the tv and that now you can't do that because you're going to bump into the wall or something Mm. so now your brain is literally readjusting and now relearning a new pattern of movement of of space it's almost like our lives have become so easy that we we have to challenge ourselves in order to not get sick because that's what our biology is designed for. Well, think of what a gym is. Yeah, no, but it really is the same. Think of a fitness, like, yeah, you didn't yeah. need to do that back then because you would just be fucking picking up, the, like, a farmer's strength is a real thing. They would just pick up the. the I know, but think of. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, but now we, we do controlled environments to get our health up. But think about this, okay? Picture the. I can. I don't know why I'm seeing, the, like, the colors of this fucking brain. You're, someone's driving, okay? It's, it's from work. I've done this, I've, I've had that drive. You know, I used to drive like to the metro and uh, something like that. Man, you got one arm sticking out, you know, and yeah. you're just you're just like there your brain like conserves energy. It's like it knows. It's it's just osmosis. It's, it doesn't even know. It just know it just is. It's just yeah. like we've th- these pathways are thick and rigid, bro. They just it just starts conserving energy and just going, okay, we're driving home. <laughs> it doesn't need to do anything. You've done it a bajillion times. Uh, yeah. And then you have so much like resource that your brain starts like wandering. It's like you're, you can think, you can think again, you can be again. Mm-hmm. So now your body, like things are happening. You're not going to crash. You're no. driving. You're not present, <laughs> exactly. but part of you is driving. Yeah. Part of you's in the back seat reading a fucking magazine, yeah. sort of. What? But that's kind of that's so cool though. Is that like? It's very cool, but I think that pattern year over year. I think that creates a lot of pathologies in the future. I think. I think, yeah, it's like inflammation. I see it as inflammation. It's a, something that's good. It's something that is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But if it goes overboard, you're fucking yourself so and hard. I think that's where, if like, there's no backup, scientific backup for this, but it makes sense if you think about it. I think that's where like dementia will come from, and I think um, not dement, not just dementia. 
but like all there's actually a lot of science about that yeah yeah there's there, they do studies about people who stave off dimension with uh like my mom that's why my mom does crossword puzzles mm. it's Stay like keep sharp. keep shit sharp yeah i don't know how but i don't think it's just cro- crossword puzzles would be enough but it's like changing your actual patterns and challenging yourself and that's where i'm bringing back the seeking and learning new things yeah. or just fine-tuning what you already know but always testing that mind because that pattern is not just for driving and not just for walking from your couch to the bathroom, but it's for everything in life becomes rigid and repetitive. And it's like you can change just by like um, wearing a colored shirt one day, like a yellow shirt that you never wear. All of a sudden you're like, what the fuck am I a yellow shirt? And that just like cacophonies your whole existence. And I think cacophony is literally the secret to, to keeping your mind mentally fit and young. I th- let's test it out, man. I'm good at, that's it makes I'm, me happy, yeah. so we may as well do it. It's like if someone said, "Hey, well, it's like you're like weed helps with glaucoma." You're like, "Okay, I'll smoke weed." <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck it. But I think it, it just because like I'm noticing now because like I've been playing chess for I'll use chess third third time I'm using this example. But bro, stop talking about chess. Yeah, I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> this you know, guy you told me in my twenties. <laughs> Why don't you marry chess? When I was like eighteen, like actually, you know what? When I was eighteenish, I still love chess. So you know, fuck. Yeah, it. you told me you've been playing it forever, man. Yeah. But only now I'm actually focusing on theory and now I'm seeing things that I, I've been playing this game for so many years and now Mm. all of a sudden it's like, there's a whole new dimension I never even went into. But it's plugging into your experience. Yeah. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm getting smarter and I feel that there's just like a whole new pathway of information I can learn now. And it's just because I started asking deeper questions. It's, it's, yeah, we could talk about the value of those specific detailed uh, actions you took, but your point is that you, you did something different. You shook the dust. I shook the dust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And And you can do that for anything. And kind of should. I mean, like, go, go down the different path on the way home. Like, little stuff like that that sound, that feels silly sometimes. It's like it becomes lifesavers when you're like depressed or something. It's like, go just get some sunlight. Go do this. Go do that. It's like, yo, go change everything. If you're depressed, change everything. 100%. 100%. Nothing's working for you right now. Go. You don't talk to your parents? Talk to them. You talk to them? Don't talk to them. <laughs> you know, like, just do the opposite. Go opposite day. If you look at it like a computer. Oh, my God. Like, is that why opposite day exists? God, yeah, we got to bring back opposite day. We got to bring back opposite day. <laughs> but that game got fucking annoying because it was, it, well, that was a kid's game. They would just say something, like, super mean. but they Yeah, say, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's opposite it's day. Opposite. It's like, I love you, but it's opposite day. <laughs> 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 like, oh. yeah, he doesn't love me, no. Speaking of, during COVID, when I was sick, you know what show I was watching? What? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was nostalgic, but it's also a fucking amazing show. Yeah, it aged and surprisingly it well. Super well. Joss Whedon's a good writer. <laughs> and whoever else worked on that show. I just know the but, one guy. But the whole concept was like, I I don't know where this ties in, but like rewatching the show with a new, like a more mature mind. Mm. Like when I was a young kid, I didn't understand the real concepts of each episode and the theme. But it's a very deep show. It's very, very... I think I know why you brought it up, though. I think uh, there's a... How do I say this? It's technically nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And so you're thinking, you're feeling like it's not cacophony. It's not shaking the dust. But the fact is, it's so far back in your life. And it creates that feeling of this pure nostalgia mixed with, like, you're saying this, oh, shit, like, who am I now? How am I seeing this, this show now anew? And there's so much value in it if when you look at it that way. And it's cool to think of it like the behold, I make all things new thing that we said before is like you kind of start gaining that attitude. You don't pretend and fake it till you make it. You cacophony yourself into realizing, oh, this is way better. 
and then you start putting a smile on yeah. and going this is fun this let's just let's be enthusiastic it's yeah. just gonna change in five seconds anyway <laughs> like it's like it's true yeah so but then let me ask you this is there value in ritual then if we're if we're if we're talking about changing everything and and always adding new elements, but w- ritual in essence is the doing the same thing in repetitive movement. Is there val? There is obviously value in that, but where does that play in this conversation? I think there's value in what I said about being in that state of mind when you're driving. I think there's value in that. I think it's an evolutionary byproduct of like becoming a master. Like there's that we have the capacity to learn so much that so well be so tuned to an action to a series of actions to a series of thoughts to like anything we can condition ourselves even to do complex mathematics eventually things become instinct or close to it and i fucking think that's really valuable but it it can very much be a double-edged sword it is obviously we are drowning in in serotonin in our fucking society right now and it's literally like people people think there's a distant future where we're going to be utopic and we're going to crash because we don't understand how the world works and that we're going to kill ourselves and the famine and whatever the hell. It's happening now. Life is crazy awesome in these stupid Western worlds where we could push a button and fucking food comes to our house and all this shit. We're just, we just, we're... Interesting. <clears throat> I could hear myself breathe in and like whistle like a, almost like an asthma. Mm. Go check your asthma, bro. Check your asthma, bro before you wreck your asthma. So I, when I think I, I kind of answered my own question in my me- in my head, but ritual oh. is a good thing. <laughs> Sorry. But what you need to add into ritual is presence because you can go through the motions. If you're going down the same route every day and you don't do what we're saying about changing the route, at least becoming fully present in that moment. Remember what Guy said about tradition? Hmm. I think that's important here also. It's like, Ritual has a value there, but like, why are you doing it? Mm. Maybe, maybe part of the ritual should be questioning the ritual every single time you do it, so that it is also new every time, so that you choose to wear the the suit every time. Mm. You don't do it blindly. You don't do it, be, and you don't go into that fucking low alpha, whoa, whoa, whoa brain driving brain. You don't ever. Every time it's fresh, and but you're but you're watching yourself get cleaner and cleaner at it. It's becoming second nature. And it just becomes a struggle at some point. So I've maybe then it isn't a good thing to go into that autopilot moment. I think it's hard to avoid, though. I think we just get bored. I think our brains are are built that way. But that's where different people, dif- different folks, different strokes. You do. Can you though? Well, if you think of religion in, in terms of a framework for living your life, saying a prayer before every meal, washing like in the Jewish religion, you wash your hands. You do a special way of washing your hands before every meal. You have to do a prayer before eating anything. I have a solution. Because um, you reminded me of something. I, I've started doing this now too, finally, because I love this practice. But at night, I review my day. Finally. <laughs> I love this. My memory of what happened is better. My appreciation for the things I did are better, are thicker, are more, are la- longer lasting. And uh, the lessons, the what, I, what, I, what would I have done? You know, you let all of it go too. You know, but the point is that I have a ritual now. I have a, some kind of practice, but I maybe not call it a ritual because the content is different every time. Mm-hmm. But the ritual, so to speak, is that I, I don't know at night in the shower before I go to bed or somewhere somehow I pick a, a time and I just do the thing. The thing is very unique every time, but the goal is the same. The mm-hmm. practice is the same essentially. It's not like yoga where the postures might be very similar from day to day. 
but it is like yoga in the sense that you're not going to feel the same from day to day or something like that. So maybe yeah. that's the point. It's like you watched Buffy again, so you're meeting a new part of yourself. If you bu- if you watch it all back to back again, mm. it might not feel like it, but you are meeting another part of yourself. Mm-hmm. I, re- I read a book once. I loved it so much, I just started reading it again when I finished it. And it felt new. Mm. I think I just was enjoying it so much. I really just liked it. And I, that's kind of what love feels like. You know, like just, you could just hear, you could just listen to somebody talk and you're like, this person's cool. You know, like everything they say, like that's fun. And you just feel fresh. You don't have to try. Yeah. I mean, trying's not bad though. I don't want to demonize that. Getting there is what's important. But sometimes it needs a little zhuzh and it's not there and then you got to manufacture it and that can feel crappy sometimes. But now we're getting into another topic, I feel like. Yeah, I mean. Just the pitfalls, you know, like the expectations, but whatever. We're all, we're all adults here, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though, because it is meeting a part of yourself when you go back through things that you've done or have seen and then re retrace your steps, in a sense. But it's always a little bit different. But I think the, the underlying thing to all these things we're talking about is the fact that bringing presence into whatever you're doing. <laughs> I said this to... It might have been Farah, actually. Mm. I don't remember now. But I... I I've said this a lot in the past because I realized it uh, like a few years ago and I've been obsessed with it. And it's it's surprisingly, it holds true often, but it's this funny rule to say that uh, any decent advice, any good advice or advice that lands is essentially going to boil down to pay attention. <laughs> it really is. It's really funny when you, well, when, like now that you see it, you can't unsee it. But that's that's like the, the essence of spiritual practice. <laughs> It's yeah, like, it's like wake the fuck up. Like keep pay, slapping listen, yourself yeah. with love. Yeah. Like just come on, you could do it. That's I the love you. Theme. Wake up, stop it. <laughs> it. It really does break down to just paying attention, you know. It's but it's like and I but it's I so think, foundational to yeah. everything. But I think know? that's where if you change your way home, for example, it forces you to be present because you don't know your way home, or you don't yeah. know this route, or if you put your couch where your fucking TV used to be. You don't know. Obviously, you still know where the TV is, but your body your doesn't. body doesn't exactly. <laughs> then you have to pay attention to that. There's I a mean, value to it, maybe even beyond. Like, what if going the second, like, go like the next day, you go back to the route that you usually go, but now it feels fresh in some yeah. way. Now you're yeah. thinking about it in a different way because you have new references. Now you saw that mailbox you've never seen, or that new store, or something, or you see some people walking by, and you're like, hey. I've seen them at near my place and yeah. maybe who knows, you know, you're just seeing things. You're looking literally, like you said, your body, like your nervous system, your neck is going to make different movements. But you know how fast that pattern forms of, un- of just getting used to something. It's like, dude, we're superstitious animals, yeah. man. It's just the way but it think is. Think about this. Like everyone in the world is going to relate to this, what I'm about to say. And you will too. Let's say you're going to a new location. Okay. And it's a walking distance. It's going to feel way faster going back from that location to where you are now than from you going to this from where you are now to the location interesting so if i'm going to sammy's house i'm walking there and I'm less there. reference yeah i'm walking your house for the first time ever it's fucking brand new to me it actually feels pretty long and then i leave your house and walk back home it's gonna feel twice as fast i don't know if twice as fast, but it's gonna feel way faster going back home. i see what you're saying though and i, f- I feel what you're saying and that's how fast that pattern forms and now if i walk to your house the next day it's probably that's, gonna still oh, be because that's the first time you take that path yeah. i don't know but to be fair the first time you do something it's like you break it and you path. but i know what you're saying i mean like it's the fact it's the, the fact that it's cacophony route yeah to your house but in reverse it's going to be faster in my mind because i'm already understanding the fucking 
I already have reference yeah. points. And, and you're less stressed. Yeah. You're paying less attention. You're like, oh yeah, I was down this road oh, before. Okay, now, it's a, it's a, now it's the brain goes to that those yeah. colors like I talked yeah. about. Now you start talking. And it starts settling. Yeah. In. And if I do that to your house every day for a month, then it's just going to be second nature. Isn't that anxiety though? Like for me, like that, that like, okay, I'm turning my brain off. I'm turning my brain off. And then it's like, it's like when you sleep and you, oh, and you, your body goes, oh, we're falling. And you're like, dude, I'm not falling. Like my, my, I do that when I'm awake. I go, what am I forgetting? Like well, I, I just have this, what am I forgetting the moment? Anxiety is a byproduct. It's not. That is I think I don't have to interpret it that way. I think it's good to just be like checking. Yeah. Like my body just goes, hey, it's been a while. Like, didn't you have to turn left there? Like, yeah. that's not necessarily anxiety. I don't no. have to interpret it that way. No, it's caution. It's a, it's just blip. It's yeah. like, hey, dude. Like my brain just goes, oh, the, you know, like <laughs> uh, you, you, maybe it's kind of what like we've talked about, you know, like learning and getting a bitterness sort of. So it can be a negative feeling because it's like, oh, did the bad thing happen again? Mm. Am I too late now? And it's like, no, no, no. It's you're just you're worried because you've learned. Yeah. Check. Look left and right before you cross the road, kind of thing. That's funny, man. Yes. It's like the the shoes. You know, I I've, I've always said this to you, but like you probably put on like let's say you, let's say you put on your left shoe before you put on your right shoe. Yeah. Like I see you doing that, and then I would say you probably do that ninety nine percent of the time. Right. And it, if you realize that, like now sometimes I put my right shoe on first on purpose, and it feels longer. <laughs> there you go. Just like you said, yeah, it feels because so it's clunkier, the point of and I have more thing? stress. Is the point of this whole thing to constantly just fuck with yourself? <laughs> so that you have a longer life? You're if like, you're confused, you're immortal. Like you That's just, what we learned like, today. today. I'm going to eat with my fucking left hand with the fork instead of my right hand. Is I like, did that all the time. I'm almost ambidextrous. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, like I started brushing my teeth with my other hand and it's just fucking weird. Yeah, they say it's a sign of brain damage. What is? That I can do that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to you, sir. Smash my head in the wall a few times. <laughs> it doesn't feel like brain damage. It feels like the reverse. No, my friend. Well, I feel like I'm the brain damaged one. That's just. That. I mean, that's a me. Like I didn't read a study or something. I just heard that okay, somewhere. Well, but the girl true. knew what she was talking about. Usually, she had. She yeah. had like a slew of things. So you trust her. I do. Well, she has Tourette syndrome. <laughs> See how so the she, trust works. Yeah, yeah. You heard a phrase from a YouTuber, and now it's it's a fact in your mind. It's a talking point. <laughs> Nothing are facts to me. I don't. I don't even believe you exist, well, man. Well, that's fair. I don't believe I exist. But I'm that, not sure we're in this room that right is now. That's the ultimate cacophony of just fucking with yourself with this reality. Of I know, but that's that's my norm. <laughs> I don't check. I don't too. dipstick that feeling often. That's like too much, man. Dude, I would just be like, huh? So how about that? <laughs> this so this is so funny how this ties in. But today I was massaging my client that I see every two weeks, uh. and somehow. Something was different about the room I massaged her in. It was at her house. Are we still recording, by the way? Yeah, we're still good. Okay. So the mirror was facing, the, like it was repositioned, uh-huh. like facing me. So the table's here. Usually the mirror's in the corner. And you just see yourself and you're weirded out. And so I don't know if you do this too or if the listeners do this too, but ever Tell since us I in was the comments. young, I would look in the mirror and as soon as I lock eyes with myself, it's the weirdest fucking thing. Like, you're like, ha! Ah! No, it's like, it's like instant, who are you? Who yeah. the fuck are you? Who's that guy? What the who fuck? Are you? And then it's like, I know who you are. And then <laughs> we're having this fucking... And you're like, wait, did I say that or did he say that? <laughs> and then we like make, like make I make a funny face and then I like st- I can't stop making funny faces and I'm just massaging or looking at myself like... <laughs> and then having this fucking existential so meltdown. <laughs> I would have to look away from the mirror, but usually it's in the corner so I would only so see funny. myself once in a blue moon because yeah. I look up, oh, there I am and then I do this whole charade for fucking I kind of know what you mean though. It's really funny. But this fucking mirror was right in front of me so I was fucking myself with myself the whole massage and i'm just like dude if someone saw me i'm like a total crazy person right now that's i love that when you don't realize what you're doing with your face and then some then you realize someone's watching you that's comedy gold no one was watching me thankfully but 
you were watching you. But I was literally that whole reflection. moment was concoctioning my life. You know, like that is a weird thing, though. Like I feel like that specific thing is so, like, like you touched on something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. It's it. like we look at stuff on us. We instantly know this is like a reflection, and we just use it as like a rearview mirror to check our stuff to make sure that we look good. But then you look in your eyes, and you're like. That's, that's <laughs> you're just like it's just you and you and there's some kind of i don't recognize the person that's what the scariest thing it's like i see you but i don't know what this is like i see you yeah but this physical thing is like i what the fuck is this thing i'm wearing like that's every time i look in a mirror that's the first thing that pops in my I head i really i wonder if everyone relates a little bit but not like a mirror where i'm checking myself in the morning because there's a task involved i'm talking mm -hmm. about like encountering a reflection when you weren't expecting it we're expecting it or not i know what you're saying yeah i feel like but like when i look in the mirror in the morning i don't have that reaction but like or i said you're not I looking do. in the eyes or maybe you're yeah, busy you're that's right. my point you're just distracted you're but right. if like some people might listen to us and go no it doesn't happen to me but mm. they're they're not realizing perhaps that they don't really just look in the mirror to look at themselves mm. and to kind of just let the space be like in a meditative way Whoa, you don't have to it is yeah because it's intense it's yeah. like looking in anybody's eyes, but like, I don't know, like f uh, with people, it's like a physical danger, you know, and this Canadian kind of like, oh, look away or like, yeah. I was thinking of that today, like, like it'd be fun if there was a country where it's rude not to look in people's eyes and everyone's passing by and, and just checking and going like, you're going to fucking kill me? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You got a weapon? Okay. We all know each other's intentions. They're just looking at everybody. Uh, I forgot my point. <laughs> Let's say no, the mirror like, and the... But like, because we're usually looking in the mirror when we have like an objective or we're looking at something, but to look at our own eyes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like actually go and do it and just yeah. sit there because well, there's a whole meditation practice. You just stare at yourself in the mirror. Oh uh, yeah. I'm not surprised. I forgot about that, but yeah. it's, it's interesting. Someone once told me like you lack self-compassion and the next time you're crying, just go in the mirror and look at yourself. And I was like, that sounds so uncomfortable. And I did it and it instantly relieved the discomfort. It's not like I had a, like a love and pity for myself or something. I just kind of saw myself and I was like, oh, I'm a human. I'm crying right now. Like, I wouldn't feel bad if someone else was doing this. But you see, for me... And it just clicked something off. For me, it doesn't really work unless it's a surprise. And that's what I've noticed because I've tried to recreate that scenario by staring at myself in the mirror. I think you, should, I think you could just meditate it in. Mm. Because if you're looking there and trying to manifest it and try, you're like, okay, I'm doing this with the intention of like creating some existential thing some experience about i don't know what it's like no nah, man just be there but actually keep looking and let the intensity just kind of come to you but if it doesn't it doesn't but i think it will i think the value though is also the value letting it happen as a cacophony as a surprise that shakes you out of your bubble because massage is a great example because you go through the motion sometimes you're not fully present it's like, yeah, it's your gig. Yeah, it's like, you've it's been like there a thousand times. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I know the movement, and then I see the mirror, and I'm just like, imposter. Who are you? <laughs> and now I'm just focusing on just first. I'm looking at myself like, who the fuck are you? Also, you've never seen yourself massage someone in a, like you know in a, in a certain angle in a certain way. Well, yeah, it's I've, weird. There's so many times, different clients, different like I had. There's mirrors, and that same thing happened. Like it's been every happening. time. Interesting, dude. It's, it's a little wink from the mirror universe. thing. Like it even happened once in a restaurant like years ago. I was just talking to someone, and I look and I see myself in the mirror, and I'm just talking, and I just. <laughs> I would just like look at myself and then after the let's say the break in between conversations or there's a low a low moment of the conversation I would just look in the mirror and I'm just like for maybe 30 seconds just internal panic who the fuck are you what the <laughs> fuck are you and then I turn wee back wee I would turn wee. back and just have to continue the conversation but there was a little moment of freak out 
Nate I think that's fucking Pearl. good to have that shit. Man. Scared of spiders and mirrors. It's not a fear, though. I know, I'm just fucking around. It's just a moment where... Well, it's it's an oddity. You it's know, like, it's eerie you know to what, you. You know what it is? It's the deepest layer of presence. I guess you're just connecting with yourself. It's... In a way it's you're not used to. Like, you're just like, oh, shit, I'm here. Like, this is... I'm in a meat suit. I'm a ghost thing riding yeah, this thing. Like this layer of presence. Yeah. You're, there's nowhere to hide in that moment. It's like... And then everything is just... Re, I'm Why do you want to do rapping so much? Just go just go stare in the mirror, bro. But it has to <laughs> be a surprise factor. <laughs> That's me. true. It's not the same for you. I forgot. Like, no, but I can probably achieve it through meditation. But I like the fact that it's a surprise. Look, I as much you. as it's unpleasant to, to have these moments, because it is unpleasant, because but sometimes I really need to focus oh, in the yeah, conversation okay. or something, and then there's a mirror on my left, mm-hmm. and now I, I have the abyss on my left. And I, I know it's there. You know, it's like, a, it's yeah. like a literally like an accessible psychedelic moment that I can't ignore. Because you almost feel like, me. Nate, yeah. Nate, turn your head. It's like, shut up. And it's like, me. Who are you talking to? It's you. It's us. So I do Don't li- ignore me, Nate. <laughs> I do like that moment of cacophony and that I, anytime there's a mirror around, I'll, I'll fall into that trap. And it's kind of cool. Remember that, remember that I used to tell you about the game that I play where I suddenly pretend that I'm like, an alien that like took over my body and I just have like my own experience, my, my memories and everything. It's kind of like K-Pax. And I have these little things all around my apartment that remind me to do that. And it's funny cause I need to move them around cause they're kind of invisible now. It's kind of, <laughs> I got to shake the dust, but, uh, it's literally this, like mm. I'm, I'm looking, I, I feel like I know the feeling that you're saying more mm. because of that thing that I just happen to be doing in my life as well. It's just this thing of like, I want to kind of, I, I want I like I'm I'm inducing like cacophony. Mm. I'm just going brrrr and it's like uh it's almost like you'd need to put mirrors all over your house and just be like oh, <laughs> what am I? But you know <laughs> this used to only be uh, it used to only be native to 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 mirrors. Native. Native. But now ever since That's I started uh dabbling into the psychedelic realms this happens more and more often now if I'm looking at a wide range of greenery like if i see like a nice landscape i have that same feeling if i see someone with like a crazy patterned t-shirt usually or like a dress shirt it brings me into that state of like don't know where i am or don't know who this is and what this is and i have to kind of reconstruct reality i get it now if i look at like a psychedelic picture like the one on the wall there it brings me into that same mindset if i looked at myself in the mirror like i I'm a little bit more controlled because I can. It's not calling to me the same way the mirror would. I know what you mean because I have another thing from Shashi, and it's yeah. like, it's really well done how it's like, like reflecting those realms, and it's exactly. almost like there's the this fractal movement nature of it, right? And these beings that are like individual, but also integrated into some bigger thing, and it's like, what's your life like, man? But, but <laughs> it's I don't so think, trippy. Yeah, I don't think that would have been the case had I never experienced psychedelics. I think those doors wouldn't have been open for me. Probably not. Well, maybe. I don't know Maybe. because I I remember after my first mushroom trip, I never noticed trees like I do now. Like ever since that first trip, I literally get blown away from trees. If I go outside and I see down the beautiful greenery, I'm in awe, and it's it changed. I remember specifically after that first mushroom trip, I was so into nature after that, mm. and every time since from when I was, I guess I was nature. nineteen. Sorry, 18, yeah, <laughs> Nate is and everything. When I was 18 was my Nate-teen. first mushroom trip. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Nate-teen. laughs> I, I was just waiting for but you but to that say was My first mushroom trip was when I was around 18. And nature just <laughs> calls, <laughs> calls out to me now. So. I I, uh, I respect what you're saying, man. The fucking... 
like there's it, there's so much that people like so many people who take psychedelics say that like you just have these you get these feelings you get stuff brought down to earth and mm-hmm. it's like oh I feel something in my body for better or worse sometimes but like you have a you have a visceral experience mm-hmm. that can kind of be activated now exactly that just wasn't there before exactly and how long we've we been doing this no idea we'll close it up soon just all right, uh, all right. I, I wanted to just put this point in it's like no we're done <laughs> curious shit no i'm kidding but because of psychedelics i think the aldous huxley idea doors of perception yeah. yeah the doors of perception that idea i think it really is true because you can wear and i see this a lot with like pinstriped sh- suits uh-huh. but even more so like those plaid or like super che- like those very small checkered patterns where it's like most colors are usually like reddish blue it's like a white reddish blue like check checkers if i see someone wearing that kind of like my coffee mug there kind of like the coffee mug hey i think she was dreaming she's probably <laughs> dreaming but like like the mug kind of pattern will bring me into a psychedelic state that flannel look yeah like that lumberjack exactly. uh, plaid it will put me into that state of mind and it's never been the case pre-psychedelics. Plaid. So Argyle. I used to think it broke my brain a little bit, but then I realized it's just, it no, did. I just have access to that state of mind. Hey, Lily. I, I'll never forget it, man. I, I I probably told you about it. I mean, but no details aside, though, like I took, I remember taking ecstasy, probably with my first hard drug, you know? Hmm. And just that, Lily, stop. We love you, but you're a bad guard dog. <laughs> my dog's panicking at nothing. She's wagging her tail. Yeah, you just want to go outside, eh? Okay. Um, I d- before I knew what the doors were, you know, before I understood that concept, I just had this na- natural um, inclination, this understanding, where, or maybe it's just kind of this fun imagination, because yeah. I, I grew up watching TV, reading books, like it was just all stories to me. So I had this kind of magical way of thinking a lot. Um, still do probably, and again for better or worse. But there was this idea, you know, like um. I think it was my door, but it's okay. What were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> we got a few distractions. You were talking about uh, psychedelic experience. Yeah, I just remember. I remember like that. That opened the door for me. Hmm. Like I really just. I I had this crazy heightened like ecstasy experience. It's like so loving and so oddly grounded as well. Like you're just hmm. present. There's. It's not. It's not seeing shit moving as much and stuff like that. And the next day, I was just like. I felt like something cracked open. I felt like I could just kind of reach for that now. Um, it's hard to exp- I can't think of an analogy. It's like someone stretching you, mm. you know, and it's like it, it's like whoa. But then now you can now you're more flexible and you can move your leg well, further. It's a pathway. It's just yeah. a new. It's got confidence. It's, it's a new range of motion. It's literally you've opened the door <laughs> to percep- of perception. It's he coined the perfect term. It really is the door of perception, and I feel like I'll remember this once during my one of my f- early mushroom trips. Mm. Um, it was when I was starting to read more about ayahuasca and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was so I was in this five gram mushroom experience, <laughs> and you those are fun. Yeah. Well, that's when I was in that state of really following Terrence McKenna's guidelines, and it was in a dark room with my playlist, whatever. I, st- I don't know if he spoke about putting music, but I would have a dark room and music. And I remember going through this fucking vortex tunnel of psychedelic symmetry and geometry and all that stuff, 
and I went through this like tunnel. It was almost like the psychedelic sewage system. <laughs> and I sounds re- like shrooms. <laughs> and I, rem- <laughs> <laughs> I remember this entrance to this tunnel was like organic material leaves and and like it was just like an organic existence of like leaves feathers and snake scales mm. all going like this and it was whispering ayahuasca like that ayahuasca. <laughs> and i'm like trying to go in and it won't let me in I'm, I'm like oh it's not the right key like i'm in the mushroom realm i can't go into this door that's funny and then that's when i realized that was my calling for ayahuasca and then thankfully i found out about it within that year and i was able to go do it and then that that pathway opened up so I haven't done mushrooms since. So I wonder if I can just re- access that door now that I've opened it. I would s- I would assume so, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's like um. If it's really a key thing, maybe it's the door I can peek in, but I can't really enter. I don't know. Or maybe actually, I you might actually be able to because I really yeah I'm just I'm just backing out of this. I no, have no idea. When I did five meo and then ayahuasca afterwards, my I can tap into that five meo space, not at will, but like it was like part of my experience now like my ayahuasca experience completely changed ever since that that trip mm. it's like literally that door opened now so it's interesting i see it man yeah they're similar molecules look who's in the shot hey lil lily all right brother You're i think that's a good way to start our first one back stay curious <laughs> <laughs> peace and love to you all we are back Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'd like to be back if you would. Of course. Let's do it, brother. Anyone who's still around, we love you, Caleb. You're the best. <laughs> um, we're we're gonna we're gonna be Look. doing more of this. We're gonna get guests, all the jazz. We've just been on hiatus. We've been even in our hiatus, depressed and confused and trying to make money and <laughs> just living our lives. Even in our hiatus, we've had a lot of user engagement and a lot of views on our older stuff, which is pretty interesting. So I love it. I haven't even checked the metrics for other stuff, other platforms. YouTube is like our yeah. worst place, probably. It's amazing. So I got to just say hi to you guys that are following us since we were in our hiatus. Hopefully, you're uh, gaining some value here, and we're gonna keep adding to that value. And form that trust that we were talking about in the earlier earlier in this episode. Ooh. Boom. You like that shit, huh? I tied yeah. that knot. We love it. We hope you love it. And honestly, yeah. after talking about it today, we mean it. Stay curious for <laughs> Stay real. Stay curious. Peace and love. Ha! Huh.